Sobriety is scary. That's why Untapped Keg explores different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you know you are not alone. Hopefully, you can find something you can implement into your own life. Sobriety and mental health are topics that often are uncomfortable and complex. We do not shy away from any conversation. But you should know we try to be respectful. But there's always room to learn and grow. Everyone is welcome here, as you are, and you will be respected. We are not medical professionals and do not give medical advice. Please seek medical care if you need it. Now let's get to the show. Hey you, thanks for tapping into Untapped Keg, podcast about sobriety and mental health, where we believe there's only one right way to sobriety. That's the way that works for you. Whatever that looks like, however that looks like, do what makes you the most healthy. And we bring stories that show different paths to sobriety and mental health so that you can grab something, take it and put it into your life and see if it works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and I am lucky enough to be joined by Chelsea Cahoon, who is on Instagram as The Sober Raver and founder of the company Music is the Drug. How are you doing today, Chelsea? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today, RJ? I, I'm great. Thank you for asking. So The Sober Raver, um, that's really interesting. But let's start with the sober part here real quick. Do you want to give people a rough background on uh, your sobriety story, journey, uh, life? Yeah, so I have actually been sober my entire life. I know my story is a little bit different, but when I was a really really young little girl, I just decided I never wanted to use drugs or alcohol. It just never appealed to me. And a common question I get from everybody is what what happened? You know, were your parents alcoholics? Were they drug addicts? And the answer is simply no, they weren't. Nobody in my family was. Um, I did have, you know, a few people that liked alcohol more than others, but it was never a problem really. So for me, it was just a conscious decision at a young age. I was just like, Hey, I don't want to do anything. And Ever since probably about fourth or fifth grade when I did my little dare essay and I actually won and I got to read to the fifth grade class about how I don't want to use drugs or alcohol and we shouldn't do it. I have been completely straight edge um, and that pertains to no alcohol, no drugs and no other recreational substances. Um, occasionally I'll have a Tylenol, but not really. I choose to try to you know, do things medicinally um, with like natural remedies if I can. Um, but yeah, I've chosen to live this life. Um, I've chosen to make my name on Instagram, the sober raver, because I go to raves and music festivals and I even created my own brand called music is the drug, because for me, music is my drug. And I just want to show the world that it can be a drug for you as well. It's so healing, so amazing. And you really can live this life completely sober. It's so interesting about, um, you embracing the word sobriety too, with um, never having been tempted or used any of it. So that's, I commend you for doing that and taking that word back and really, you know, uh, leaning into it. What was the first uh, concert that you went to that like, this is, this is it. Like this is grabbing me and pulling me in and this is going to be my, my drug. Yeah, well, my first concert I ever went to was actually Pearl Jam. I was only like 
13. Wow. <laughs> I was like 13. And it was when Kings of Leon was, uh, they were just starting out. They were like not big at all. So that was really cool to see Kings of Leon open up for Pearl Jam. <laughs> uh, and that kind of changed my life in general, just because I was like, wow, you know, this is what a concert is. This is what music is. And then my next show was like Boys Like Girls, because I'm like really into the pop punk, like, uh, what do you call that? Like soft rock scene. And I was like, wow, I really love this. This is amazing. And then when I got to college, I started going to more of those types of shows. And I was like, okay, I need to do something with, you know, my lifestyle and this music. So I actually found this brand called Party Sober back in like 2013. And it was the first time I had worn a sobriety brand and posted about my lifestyle publicly on social media. And that was really really scary for me at first because I was like, okay, I've never shared, you know, my sobriety on Facebook. Like everyone from high school knew that I was sober, but other people in college and other people that I'd never talked to didn't know. So that was really cool. And after wearing that brand and promoting for them, I knew that I wanted to start my own brand one day. And about five years later, I did. And my brand, like I said, is just to show that you can have fun with or without substances. It's completely amazing just being able to stand there and feel the vibrations of the music completely sober and like you said i really like what you said about me taking the word sobriety back back in the day i haven't gotten in a while but i've had a few people be like you're not allowed to say sober because you didn't get sober and it's like well actually sobriety means abstaining from alcohol you can look it up in the dictionary and that's what i do i i abstain i'm an abstinence from alcohol so i'm actually allowed to use that word because i'm not saying i've become sober i'm saying that i'm in a state of sobriety so let me just clear that up uh because that is that is something that i have gotten uh heat for before so i appreciate you saying that um but yeah that's that's pretty much that i have uh i'm a, i'm glad that you brought that up and i'm sorry that you had to bring that up and qualify it and that's where like the gatekeeping comes in to mm -hmm. like healthier living like what are we doing keeping people from living healthy like we're gonna make you justify like living your life happily what like why is that something that we're gonna clutch our pearls about and get upset um i've had i've had a few people who have come on and they've had to um get get uh get into it on online because people are just gatekeeping yeah. Recovery, sobriety, whatever you want to, you know, call it and who, be healthy, like yeah. live your values. Let's go there. hundred <laughs> percent. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it's people that have struggled with drugs and alcohol because, you know, I have never, I will say I have never struggled with drugs and alcohol. So for me, it's like, okay, you're right. You need I have never done that. I've never been through that. And I have so much respect for people that have gotten through those struggles because I can't relate. I've gotten through life completely sober and that's been a struggle in itself, but I've never, uh, just because of, you know, life's hard and I've had to essentially raw dog reality. I've never had like a substance or a drink or anything to help numb the pain. I've, I've had music and that's why it means so much to me. But, uh, these people, you know, they've struggled with drugs and alcohol and they don't feel like I deserve to say it, but I've kindly tried to put you know, like this was years ago. I'm, I'm glad people don't do it as much to me now. Um, but I've just said, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to use that word because I have lived a completely sober life and that's what the term sober means. So I'm not going to say I'm abstinent because that's what somebody said. I'm like, that sounds like, I don't know. That doesn't sound. We're proper. not, we're not the, 
Hey, young fellas, like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, it's, yeah, yeah, that is not a word that I have used ever when it came to uh, me quitting drinking and where I'm at right now. And there is a power in words, but um, that's something that, you know, I want to give you, you know, commend you for holding your ground and, you know, putting boundaries up and claiming that. Thank you. Um, and I appreciate really, really deeply right now when you said helping you to get through with music, because there's a lot of stress um, in life period. And I can guarantee that everybody has had that playlist, that CD album that they've gone to, to help them get through the stresses of life. And it can be while they are in the throes of escaping through what their um, toxic coping mechanism is or the coping mechanism that's taking over their life. And that is something that I'm utilizing now too with uh, music and really getting into the flow and it helping me with my life. So uh, the music is the drug, like that resonates with me at a deep level too, like the vibration that I feel with that. Um, And I can hear some of the music that plays too. So um, as you were thinking about starting a brand and you knew you wanted it to be around music and the sober raver, um, what was it with music is the drug that you ended up coming with that phrase? Yeah. So like I said, you know, party sober was the brand that I had worked with and I really liked that name. And I was like, okay, one day I do want to do something. I want to start a brand. And what really made me start one, I was working at a resort and I was just standing there one day and I, I heard the music come on. I was by myself in the store and I just felt like this jolt of like electricity. I'm like, oh, wow, I love music so much. I really, I don't want to work in retail. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I really want to just start something that my heart is on fire for. And I was like, I have to start a music brand that shows the world that music is a drug itself. I was like, I don't know what to call it. Then I went home and I pondered about it. I looked at my Instagram and the bio, like on my bio, it said music is my drug. I had had that in my Instagram bio forever. So I was like, should I name it music is my drug? And then I was like, I kind of like the better than my. So I switched those words. So I was telling my friends about it. I was like, hey, I'm going to start a brand called music is the drug. And I'd heard that an artist had a song called that, but I didn't let it like affect that. So I, I still went with it. And today it's known everywhere. Um, I actually just released two new designs. One says music heals and music is medicine. So like, if you don't want to have drug on your shirt, which is completely fine. Um, I do have other ones too. So, you know, music is medicine, music heals. All of those mean pretty much the same thing. They're all healing. Uh, It's all healing elements. Music is, I just try to let people see it as a tool. And um, it's so beautiful. Like I said, I've lived my whole life completely sober as heck. And music has gotten me through some of the worst times of my life. There's been times when I've wanted to just not be on this planet anymore. Music's gotten me through. My face got me through. My friends got me through. Like those three things, um, my family and my friends, those three elements have truly gotten me through. And I don't know, I can't explain it. But when I put my favorite music on, it just washes away like the stress that I'm feeling. Fans in particular, Blink-182, who is actually playing at Coachella today. <laughs> and I'm so sad I'm not at Coachella right now because... Tom DeLonge just got back with Blink-182 
this, well, last year. It says this is the first performance that he's going to be playing with them. But when I heard that they were getting back together, I, I can't explain the feeling that I got. Music just does something to my soul. And I know the experience is different for everyone, but I know that I know that all of us have that in us. Um, you know, whether it be country music, electronic music, rock music, there's there's a different type of music for everybody. So that's the beauty of music is that it's for everybody. And it really is like that storytelling device too, right? Like passed down through the generations. I absolutely love it. And I love the fact that you just nerded out with us uh, <laughs> a little bit on Blink-182. Yeah, That's actually the first interaction we had was on Instagram. Um, you said something about Blink-182. I'm like, and I'm old, I'm 36. So like Blink-182 is huge oh. when I was like, uh, you know, six, seven, eight. I know I'm not old, but like I was just joking with somebody. <laughs> uh I'm not too long ago right about there. it i'm in the 30s club now <laughs> it's listen my 30s have been way better than my 20s and i feel oh. more 25 26 now than i did at 25 26 so i'm already feeling that way too thank yeah. goodness it's it's it is like that's something that uh we don't talk about it enough they used to talk about like your prime years being like 32 33 mm -hmm. away from that and like somehow think it's our 20s and it's like it's always been in the 30s where where do we get yeah. where did we lose that um <laughs> so yeah we were talking about blink 182 and you're telling me how big of a fan you were so like I, I have a big appreciation for that yeah i'm a i'm a huge pop punk girl like my name on instagram is a sober raver but at my core i'm 100 percent pop punk like till death uh angels and airwaves is my other favorite band i'm just a big tom DeLong fan I, i've probably talked about this on every podcast i've been on i love tom DeLong. i love everything he is and I love him because he's not afraid to be himself. And that's what I had to have when I started my company. I, I, I just had to get out there and not be afraid to show this brand because I knew that I was going to get some criticism. I knew that people were going to be like, oh, you think you're better? And I've gotten that so much. But just like Tom, I'm not afraid to be myself. Like he's out there. I mean, he's out there doing big things with NASA, trying to discover aliens and all this stuff. And I, I think he's just so cool. And I'm out here just trying to show people that music is healing. So I think that we all need to live like him and just be our true authentic selves. Um, and that's why I love Blink too, because they just don't care. Like they get on stage and they act like themselves, they act crazy, they act funny. And I just think that life is to be lived that way. Just like, I don't know, fun, have fun. Also be mature, but have fun, have a good time because it's, it's not a long ride here. So we just got to make the best of it. That was so much wisdom right there that, <laughs> I mean, I have goosebumps because being your authentic self is such a superpower that not everybody has the courage to do. Um, and, you know, that's a really great segue to get into social anxiety and moving from surviving in your life to thriving and how social anxiety is really a block in a lot of us of how to get out and experience things and stay in your present mind and not trying to use a crutch or a fog um, and stop things. So what are some techniques and um, skills that you've picked up along the way that have helped you to take those steps forward, even though you have that nervousness, that anxiety, that, that fear that that comes with putting yourself out there? Yeah. So I'll first off uh, say I'm somebody that 
has struggled with anxiety my entire life. I never knew what it was until about, so I'm 30 now. I didn't know what it was until about six years ago. Um, I was working somewhere and I was starting to have chest pains. And I actually went out of my workplace in a stretcher because I thought I was having like a heart attack or something, but it was anxiety. I was having so much uh, physical pain from stress and anxiety because my grandmother had just got diagnosed with um, stomach cancer. So they just sent me over the edge and I, I never knew what that feeling was. And they told me, they're like, yeah, you just have clinical anxiety. But I didn't let that stop me. I didn't let that diagnosis stop me um, from living my life. And like I've mentioned to you all, you know, I've, I've still been sober my whole life. I've never used anything to try to deal with that. I will say they did put me on Lexapro and I got off that so quickly because that really, um, that numbed my brain so much. Um, and that's, that's okay because it works for some people for sure. My, my brother takes it and it works great for him. For me personally, I didn't like that feeling. I felt numb. And when I went to see a concert, it made me feel so numb. I, I remember I went to see the used and I felt no emotion. So for me personally, yep. <laughs> for me personally, I, I couldn't do it. So I'm still living the natural life. And like I said, no judgment to any of y'all that take those things because sometimes they are so necessary. I understand completely. Um, but yeah, so things that I do to help with my anxiety, I, I pray. I'm, I'm very in touch with my spirituality. I, I love God. So I pray. Um, obviously, listening to music helps so much. And the number one thing I say on these podcasts is having a good support system. Um, if you're going to be going to like a festival or a rave or a show, and I mean, you can go by yourself for sure, a hundred percent. But if you're especially new to sobriety, it's good to have somebody with you. That's going to be a good support system for you. Because let me just say something. There's been people in my life and I've been sober forever. There's been people in my life that have, you know, kind of made fun of my sobriety and I've even lost friends because they wanted me to drink and stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Um, so just know that us sobriety or us sober people also deal with crappy friends. Um, if you've had people in your life that are trying to make you drink and do things, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to cut them out or just keep them at a distance. You can love them from a distance. Um, they don't belong in your inner circle because you truly need people that are going to support you 100% on your decision to be sober because it's a beautiful thing. And if anyone brings you down on it, then they just don't deserve to be in your life because that is such a special thing. And that is such an awesome decision that you made for yourself. So you want to have other people that are going to be lifting you up. And, you know, if you're at a show and you feel like you're compelled to drink or do something, they can be there for you. Be like, hey, you don't need it. Just focus on the stage. That's what we're here for, the music. So. 100%, you know, good support system, um, you know, meditation, prayer, and music, 100% music. I will just put on, like, Blink-182. I love, like, Neck Deep, the story so far. If y'all are pop punk fans, I'll just put that music on, and I'll just start jamming out, and I'll feel good. I'm like, you know what? I got this. I'm going to get out there and do it, because I have to do that sometimes before I go to the grocery store. I hate going to the grocery store, um, but I'll put on music, and sometimes I'll even wear it in the store to help me deal with my social anxiety. Those are really great tips and they are definitely ones that are through lines with anytime you're giving something up and making a major change, like you're gonna leave people behind. That's part of the process. Yep. And it's scary. It hurts all of the things, but you want people who 100% believe in you for you getting back to um, you know, being authentically you and that courage. So that support system, that is so key. And 
Um, I really like your, you know, putting on, find that music that helps to give you courage. And something that I've come to find through various coaching um, programs that I've been in and, you know, my process of becoming an alcohol-free life coach is when you have that support system, when you have those people that believe in you, when you start to have that doubt and that fear, you can borrow their courage. When they support you and believe in you so much, you can borrow the courage from them so that you can use it. And then when you start standing on your own, you can give some back to them Yes. in return that they can borrow when they aren't sure. And that's something that is part of that give and take of finding the, your soul tribe, finding your, you know, the people who are going to be with you no matter what happens. And it takes some starts and stops. It takes some, it takes, <laughs> there's a lot of times where you think that you have it and it just gets ripped out and it's not easy, but there, unfortunately, like the cliche is true. There's a lot of people out in the world. So what position, where are you placing yourself to find those people? Like that's a big one yes. too, right? So yes. where are you comfortable? And <clears throat> yeah. And I'll, I'll go on that by saying um, there's groups on Facebook and Instagram. There's um, super communities on each platform. TikTok, I just want to say TikTok too, but TikTok is very toxic. Um, there's a lot of people on there that are very toxic and leave a lot of negative comments on my profile. I know that there's good communities on there, but I would say Facebook. Um, I always shout my girl out. Her name is Sarah. She has a group called Rave Sober on Facebook, and it is a completely sober community. It's also people that um, are wanting to get completely sober, but we don't talk about, you know, drugs or alcohol. People will say I'm struggling and then they'll, they'll like reach out and help them. But it's mainly for sober people. It's called Rave Sober. And I, I shout her out every time. Um, I also have a group on Facebook, but I haven't been using it, but I'm going to try to start using it again. So music is a drug group and I'm going to try to start having like meetups for people at festivals and whatnot. And there are meetups for people at festivals. Um, there's something called consciousness. I think it's through insomniac and it's an all sober, um, camping or not camping. It's a, it's a little vendor area in the festival that people can go to. It's called consciousness. And then they actually are having sober camping at Coachella this year. I thought that was absolutely amazing. I don't know if you saw me share that the other day, but I was like, heck yeah, Coachella, you're doing some things. And, you know, I just will say off of that too, there's so many cool things happening in the sober community right now. There's sober bars popping up more and more. I get tagged in those every day. People are like, look at this. And I'm like, I need to check it out. Even here in the 757 Virginia Beach area, um, I think there's a new one in Portsmouth. There's one at Richmond. I'm about to do a tour and check out all of the sober bars. So. I'm really excited for everything that's happening in the community. It's awesome. So no, you're not alone. There's people here for you. Absolutely. And if you're in the 757, hey, that's uh, something that we're doing, you know, at Free Life uh, yes. that I have started with my two friends, Christina and Elena. And you can actually <laughs> go back in the archives and find our episode. But we are doing meetups. We're doing uh, events at that sober bar and we're meeting with people. And um, I'm working with a restaurant on Granby Street to have a happy hour for yes. sober for NA drinks for there's such great tasting NA beer, such amazing, um, spiritless liquors. So like if you miss the taste or you want a good dinner, but you don't want to have an iced tea, a Coke or a 
juice or water with it because it doesn't pair great. There are things that you can have that are adult and are not alcohol. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, I can, I can do this. And I think that's something getting through the social anxiety too, is start small. Don't yes. you jump in, right? Start with something small that you can do. And then it'll start to gain steam. And that's, a, that's another piece that uh, we often overlook that it is, it seems simple, but at the same time, sometimes we just write it off because it is so simple. Mm-hmm. But those, those little moments and those little steps, they add together. And the next thing you know, you're going to be ready to do something like, let's say, go to karaoke sober that uh, some person who's this guy talking right now did not too long ago. And, um, you know, she hates me by puddle of mud. It's my go-to karaoke song because everybody loves screaming that. And so (laughs) that's a good song. (laughs) It absolutely is. So those little steps, they really do add up. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, your, your groups, uh, that you show, you shouted out, I'm going to get the links and put those in the description too, so that people can do that. But there's so much happening, like you said, where it's a pop-up bars where people are having nights off of drinking or just kind of showcasing different drinks in a different way of living that we didn't think about. Yeah. And um, first of all, I just want to say, I'm so stoked for y'all's little company that y'all just created. I met you through Christina, yep. who's my friend. And it's actually really cool how I met her too. Um, like I said, guys, you know, Instagram is a great platform. Uh, it does have some negative negativity, just like every other platform, but it's got its blessings too. I met Christina through there and um, we connected and we just were like, Hey, do you live in the 757? I'm like, yeah. And we just met up one day and we hit it off and we've been friends since and we have good sober talks. And, um, then she, uh, told me about you and Elena and I'm really excited to meet you. I'm so excited for y'all's mission. I think that's so amazing. And y'all have already done so much and had, have had so much progress. You were just on TV with it. That's so cool. So I just want to shout y'all out for a minute. Y'all are doing awesome. Thank you. And I also just want to say on top of all that, there's actually sober apps. So I'm a huge, like social media girl. That's like what I do full time is content creation and modeling. And there are some good sober apps that I will recommend to you all. Um, One is your sober buddy. And that is a good app um, to use. My friend actually created that app. And another one is Reframe. And those two apps kind of just like track your, um, they keep you on track with not drinking. That makes sense. There was another one, but I can't remember that one right now. But those are the two that are really good. And I 100% say check those out because even if you don't have support right now, those apps will be there for you. And then I think a few of those have people you can talk to one-on-one. So that's, that's amazing. You know, just knowing that somebody cares and somebody's there for you is super important. And um, like I said, you know, there's a community on Instagram. I've, I've met so many amazing people through Instagram, um, just the sober community on there. So if you're feeling alone, just go follow some people. Um, Just type in hashtag sober, hashtag sober community. You're going to find a lot of awesome people. Feel free to give me a follow as well. My name is the Sober Raver. And anytime you ever need to just talk to somebody or ask me how I've stayed sober my whole life, I'm an open book. I do I do have a lot of people message me a lot, but I, I will promise I will always get back to you. So just know that you are 100% supported, you're seen, you're heard, and we are all here for you. That's um that's something that's special about the community that draws a lot of people in is the connections. The mm-hmm. If you, I can guarantee you go on Instagram, you type that in and you 
make a comment or a message, when somebody sees that, they're going to respond to you. Um, yes. it's not, it's not a question of if it's a question of when, because it's going to happen. So, and that's any social media platform yes. where we understand the struggle that comes with it, the, that it happens, that it's not permanent, but that doesn't make it feel like it's not permanent. And Sometimes just having someone there who can just hold space for you is what will get you through that. So I, and we all have the glass house, like, so we are not going to throw stones. And I can say that with very, very high certainty that that is absolutely the case. So yeah, those are, those are amazing. And by the way, another throwback too. We did have Tara on from your sober buddy. So uh go look that go look that episode up. I think it was like 115, 113. Okay, um, cool. So I'll I'll put that one from the archives in the description too. So um yeah, yeah she's really awesome person. And um, so like when you're getting ready to go to a music festival and concert do you feel that adrenaline rush or does sometimes is it um anxiety because you don't know exactly what's what might happen yeah so um i will say this it's kind of crazy so back in the day i used to get super anxious before music festivals and then i got diagnosed with clinical anxiety and i did get on the lexapro for like just like a month or something. I think that changed something in my brain for a second to where I don't feel as anxious now, but I also feel like it's a placebo type effect. So because I was on that for a minute, I now feel like, okay, uh, I I'm great now. Like not because of that, but it made me realize that I hated that. And I want to just try to live, I guess, uh, an anxious free life now. I don't know. It did something to me, not in a good way, but also in a kind of good way. It's like a mixed blessing. I don't feel that way anymore. I still get a little bit nervous, but now I'm just like, I am excited. And, um, I know that I'm going to have anxiety, but I, I've learned how to suppress it at age 30. You don't have everything figured out, but you have a lot of, a lot of things figured out. Like you're saying, like we're in our prime now, like the twenties were stressful. They were, they were, they were stressful. I went to college and it was, it was tough. I, Oh, that's another thing. I went to a party school, by the way, guys, I went to Radford university and if you're familiar with that at all, it is definitely a party school. Definitely drugs and alcohol everywhere you look. Um, and I was completely sober through the whole thing. I took one sip of beer my whole life and I spit it out just to try it. I just wanted to see what it tastes like. It was Bud Light Platinum. It tasted so bad. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how y'all, I don't know how y'all done that. I just could never drink, drink any of that. But like he was saying, there's so many different alcohol-free options for beer and that is so amazing. Like a duels is something that my, uh, my grandfather drinks. He used to be in the army and he used to drink and now he drinks that. So he's a sober, he's a sober, uh, not raver, but he's a sober human too. So that's cool. But, um, yeah, I just, I do get anxious, but I don't let it affect me or overtake me like it used to. And, um, I just, I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to share some love. Cause for me, my anxiety comes from being a public figure, like people knowing who I am and, I know that I'm going to have people come up to me and talk to me. I get, I get nervous, but like I am right now, once I do start talking to somebody, I'm an open book. It's just the initial fear, but don't let that overcome you because 
being able to share your voice and just being present with the world and them seeing your, your face, your smiling face. It's such a blessing. So just do it. Just make it happen. You got this hundred percent. Um, can I, can I share something that's going to blow your mind a little bit? Like, sure. <laughs> so, uh, with what you said about rewiring your brain with the, uh-huh. uh, Lex pro. So I have really dug into emotions and everything, especially since September. And one thing that they have found is that anxiety and excitement are, they happen at the exact same spot in your body and in the exact same way. And the only difference between them is the story you tell yourself. So if you tell yourself that things could go bad or things are, there's something to be scared of, it's going to manifest as anxiety. And if you tell yourself that this is going to be awesome and I'm going to have so much fun, it manifests as excitement. And that doesn't mean that the, that'll cure your anxiety because that's not, Mm -hmm. that's not how thoughts work. That's not how emotions work, but you are right that because of your experience with that, and you just realized you hated that feeling, like Mm -hmm. you started to tell yourself about how, you know, it's going to be amazing. And you changed that story so that it did manifest as excitement. And that's, that's really amazing. And that does show you the power of the mind. And that doesn't mean, look, I'm on a stimulant for ADHD. Like medication is, it, it, it is good if, especially mm-hmm. if it's helping you and exactly. I'm not saying to get off of it and just start thinking positive because that's not yeah. what I do. I get into my ruts. Like even on my stimulant, I still struggle with focus sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just part of being human. Exactly. Give yourself the grace to be human. Sometimes it sucks. it's it's okay Mm -hmm. reach out to people like the stuff that i've learned this past year these past three years since i started the podcast i would i would never have guessed that i would be sitting where i am with a ghostbusters proton pack behind me a unicorn that has woo woo express written on it knowing the difference between the throat chakra the sacral chakra all of this stuff I'm sure like I'm blowing people's minds right now because that's all what he just said. Chakra. Is he serious? It's like, (laughs) why not learn it? (laughs) Why not put yourself out there, experience some things and see what you enjoy. Um, There's just, there's so much to life that you can start to have a different internal dialogue that starts to change the way that you look at your world that's around you. and. That is special. And that's when you move from just surviving in life to thriving in life. And that's just what I hope people take, especially from your message and especially with all the groups that are out there and the new ways that we understand ourselves and our brains and how everything interacts that it helps you to give yourself some more compassion that you would give to your friends, that you would give to your family, but you just give it to yourself too. Um, that's where it starts. So Chelsea, I want to thank you for being on today and sharing your story, being open and honestly, like being a beacon for people to see, step out 
and enjoy their life doing something that people might look at and say, there's, I could not do that without the crutch. Um, and, you know, helping to take those small steps. So before we wrap up, what is one thing you want people to take away? Yeah, I just want y'all to know that y'all are all absolutely incredible, beautiful, wonderful beings. You were created on this earth to be 100% authentically yourself. Um, you know, you don't have to listen to what the world says. Like there's commercials and there's there's ads. Oh, alcohol's great. Drugs, you know, like all these ads, all this social media stuff. You know what? Just forget about it all. You're amazing just the way you are with without substances. And I want you all to know that you can do anything you set your mind to, you know, I've, I've overcome a lot of challenges in my life, um, in general, and I've just pushed through all of them. Just know that you will get through any single thing. We are all struggling. I'm, I'm struggling with things right now that you're never going to know about. I'm sure that he's got things like every single one of us is struggling. We're all human beings. A guy said to me the other day, he reached out to me. He said, I'm a, I'm a month sober. And I sent him back a voice message and I said, you're absolutely amazing. You're crushing it. You've got this. He was like, I'm so shocked that you replied to me. And I was like, you shouldn't be shocked. I'm a human being just like you. And if, and if somebody doesn't have a second to take out of their day to say something to you about what you just share with me, then you don't need them. So I just want you all to know if you want to send me any kind of message like that too, I'm going to congratulate you as well, because it is such a beautiful thing. You're amazing. I, I can't say it enough. That's my favorite thing to say to everybody is you're amazing. You're valued. You're worthy. You're loved. And we are all here for you. You've got this. I'm <laughs> I'm a little speechless because that's an amazing, amazing message. That is so true. And it's one that I know a lot of people out there will hear and won't believe right now, but you will stay on your path. You will. Yes. And um, if people want to follow you and keep up with you, I know you mentioned it a few times, but what are a couple places where they can find you? Yeah. So my Instagram is the sober raver. And I also have my brand music is the drug. And that one is music is the drug underscore. Somebody else has music is the drug on there and they won't let me have it. <laughs> so those are the two on Instagram. And then I do have a TikTok where I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing on my TikTok. It is the Sober Raver. I do post a lot of like brand collabs on there right now, but I'm going to switch it back to sober content soon and move the brand content onto my other TikTok. So feel free to follow me on uh, TikTok as the Sober Raver. And I'm on Facebook as well. Uh, Chelsea Cahoon, well, Chelsea May Cahoon on there. If you want to be my Facebook friend, I would love to have more sober people on there. So let's be friends. I'm 100% down for that. That's awesome. And if people want to get your merch, uh, is that best through Instagram or is there a website they can go to? Yeah, there's actually a website. If you'd like to buy some of my merchandise, we have tees, hats, hoodies. We have a lot of different things, uh, beach towels, bikinis. Um, it's going to be music is the drug us. So it's not .com. Make sure it's music is the drug us. And there's also those, uh, music heels shirts on there and music is medicine. And I also have a shirt with my cat on it. It says, Bite me. It's pretty funny. Let's check it out. <laughs> I love cats. I love I love that. I love that a lot. So <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Uh you've made it this long, everybody. It's Untapped Keg, podcast about sobriety and mental health, where we shine a spotlight on different aspects of life that hopefully you can take something, try it in your life, see if it works. And let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. So at least we don't make it, we tried. I love you, everybody. Bye.